0: Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theatres everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our
1: time. I
2: stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan.
0: Bend for
1: your king. Never.
0: Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theatres Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This morning on the third hour of today, record night. Breaking the record for the
1: most Grammy wins of all time.
0: History at the Grammy Awards, from Beyonce's Big Win to Harry Styles, Lizzo, and more. We're live from L.A. with the memorable moments. Plus, a celebration of hip-hop in our series,
1: Discover Black Heritage. Never in my wildest dreams, man.
0: The legendary Grandmaster Flash takes me back to where it all began, and... We got a glimpse into the future with a first look at a stunning musical museum. Then, we're kicking off our Super Bowl countdown, Steve Koinacki breaking down the big game, and a reunion so good, it's bad. And there's a big-time buzz in studio, Big Time Rush, here to make a huge announcement. Today, Monday, February 6th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Ah, a good Monday morning, <laughs> welcome to this third hour of today. Craig Melvin, Dylan Dreyer, Chanel Jones, Mr. Roker is off. Mm-hmm. He'll be back tomorrow. Um, if you didn't stay up late last night, by that the way. That's great. You missed an incredible Mm -hmm. show. I
3: think it was very well done. So many huge stars in one place. Beyonce, Adele, Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, as you see there, Lizzo, so many more. It was fun to see them starstruck with each other. Like when (laughs) Trevor Noah announced Beyonce, Lizzo was like, where's Beyonce? Uh, It was filled with incredible performances and historic moments. Let's go to today, contributor Jason Kennedy. He is being up. I want to be, have you slept? Good morning. He
4: doesn't sleep i got three hours up all night, but well worth it, Chanel. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. (laughs) So going into Sunday night, all eyes were on that tight race for album of the year. A highly anticipated rematch between Beyonce and Adele and other big names like Bad Bunny and Mary J. Blige. But the most coveted award went to none other than Harry Styles. Overnight, Harry Styles shined at the Grammys, taking home the night's top prize album of the year for Harry's house. I don't think any of us sit in the studio thinking, making decisions based on what is going to get us one of these. This is really, really kind. I'm so, so grateful. It was also a huge night for Beyonce, who actually arrived late and missed her first award of the night for best R&B song. I was shocked to find out that traffic could stop you. I thought you traveled through space and time. We are witnessing history tonight. The Break My Soul singer broke the record for most career Grammy wins ever, taking home four statues on Sunday night, bringing her all-time total to 32. I'm trying not to be too emotional.
5: And I'm trying to just receive this night.
4: The evening filled with history-making moments after a soulful performance by Lizzo. The artist earned her first Record of the Year Grammy for about damn time.
5: And anybody at home who feels misunderstood or on the outside looking in like I did, just stay true to yourself.
4: Get up here, best friend. Adele while adele raked in her 16th career grammy with easy on me winning best pop solo performance which she dedicated to her son angelo oh god rich he,
5: told, he said don't cry if you win anything tonight don't cry and here i am crying
4: the song unholy earned sam smith and kim Petras the award for best duo or group performance making petrus the first trans person to win the category i just want to thank all the incredible transgender legends before me who kicked these doors open for me so I could be here tonight Still it was a surprise win in the song of the year category which went to music veteran Bonnie Raitt for just like that I'm just-
3: Totally humbled. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
4: The night's top performances included a hopping high-energy dance party courtesy of Best Musica Urbana album winner Bad Bunny and a multi-generational medley featuring a who's who of hip-hop including Run DMC, salt n Peppa, and LL Cool J honoring the genre's 50th anniversary. What a night. How can I not leave out this moment right here? It wasn't broadcast last night, but Hollywood veteran Viola Davis, she scored her first Grammy for the audiobook of her memoir, Finding Me, making her the newest EGOT winner, a rare feat when someone wins an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and a Tony in their career. Quite the moment, but we got to get back to Beyonce, the beehive obviously buzzing about that. She was late, Chanel. You would never be late to work, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I thought, well, maybe you'd look at me strategizing. I was like, maybe she didn't want to do the red carpet. So she was like getting ready. a Huge glam squad. Yeah. Craig noticed that Jay-Z was already there. And so you know
0: what that means, Jason? That means that Jay-Z and Beyonce are just like me and my wife. And sometimes I'm like, yeah. you know what? If you're not ready in five go. minutes, I'm leaving you. I'm leaving. I'm leaving <laughs> in five. And I think that's what happened. Jay-Z Hoover was like, sweetie, like, we got to go.
6: Oh, yeah, like, go. I'll see you there.
0: I'll just see you there.
6: No, you were getting better at being on time. But I feel like now that Beyonce was late. It's there like, you go. You know? Beyonce like can
3: do it. I love it. Thank
0: you, Jason. It was a great
3: show, Jason. I thought it was awesome.
0: Take a nap. Thank you, guys. Good to see you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that 14-minute that tribute the to hip-hop, hip-hop. Tri- yeah. it was great quest love you know produced that he uh, is a genius quest. which we
6: knew about that leading like carson, right talked, to, carson about yeah. talked about it Carson talked about it yeah started,
3: but then to see it was it awesome. was a am- you know what it was funny so my husband and i were watching it with the kids Ooh. so we knew the front half and in the middle but by the time we got to the end the yeah. kids are like oh there's so-and-so oh, you know what i mean so it's like literally the evolution of hip-hop like right in front of us in our living room you know what i
6: mean we're gonna have a
0: little bit more on the evolution of hip-hop coming up in just a few minutes as well
6: All right, well, now from the big stage to the big game, the Super Bowl is this Sunday.
0: Next up, this ad for Popcorners, it's called Breaking Good, because it reunites Breaking Bad stars Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul and Raymond Cruz. Check this one out. Yo, these are the bomb.
1: And they're air popped, not fried. Popcorners, you're an artist. Actually, Jesse, it's just basic ingredients. No, we don't eat our own supply.
4: Mr. White!
1: Jesse. Everyone's gonna want to taste. one of these? We call them popcorners. Tight!
4: Tight! Tight! We've got six signature flavors, y'all. Yeah. Seven! You make seven! Seven orcs. <laughs>
3: Breaking and stuff. That's cute. That's, I, do, I like that one. That's cute. doggone clever. <laughs> and popcorn is are good.
0: By the way, not just a reunion for the actors. Breaking Bad creator, Vince Gilligan, he actually directed oh, that ad that's campaign. Cool. That's great. I live. Live. Love, a a that love a good Super Bowl That was <laughs> good. I love a good Super Bowl ad. All right, coming up. How about we talk about the game itself? Yeah, okay. Our guy Steve Kornacki is standing by to break down the Super Bowl matchup. Also, he's going to break down the huge musical acts performing as well. We'll catch up with Steve in just a moment. First, though, with that sneak peek of the brand-new hip-hop museum that's being built in the Bronx. And one of the pioneers of hip-hop, Grandmaster Flash, takes me down memory lane to when it all started. Third hour of today, right back after this.
5: That's great.
0: We are back with our series Discover Black Heritage, and this year marks 50 years since the founding of hip-hop. And if you watched the Grammys last night, you saw that who's who of icons Mm -hmm. taking stage in celebration. It all started with just two turntables and a microphone. Back then, no one could have imagined it would grow into the phenomenon it is today. And soon enough, there's going to be a shrine to hip-hop in the place where it all started, the Bronx. They are some of the biggest names in music. Run DMC, LL, Cool J, Jay-Z, Missy Elliott, and many more. In the music universe, hip-hop shines so bright, it's hard to believe that it didn't even exist more than 50 years ago. Now, a new museum to hip-hop is being built where it was founded, in the Bronx, New York. Across the street from that site, in a temporary exhibit, we met up with early pioneer Grandmaster Flash. Was there a moment back in the 80s where you realized, oh, oh, this is this is much bigger than I thought it was going to be?
1: I think a moment for me is when I started seeing the movies like Breaking. And then I think for me, when my agents said, you're going to London, England, I'm not understanding what's happened. But then when I went to Germany, the same thing. Then when I went to Australia, same thing. In Japan, this whole thing just spread like an incredible musical virus around the whole planet. Helping
0: the spread, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five dropping songs like The Message in 1982. Flash was an earlier innovator of DJing. His techniques of scratching, looping, and sampling are still used today. Why do you think it is that hip-hop for, I mean, almost five decades now has resonated with so
1: many people? The music and the culture. If I were to give you a definitive perspective on that, I'll start with the track kick the snare melody line. We use that from existing compositions. Then, the icing to the cake the rapper on top, what he's talking about. Hip-hop
0: music born in the Bronx during difficult times in the 1970s. Young people at that time, in that place, would find a new method to have their voices heard. The story of that music will be told in the Universal Hip-Hop Museum when it opens next year. A 52,000-square-foot space featuring memorabilia, interactive exhibits, a restaurant, even a performance space. Rocky Bucano is the museum's executive director. You can just imagine what that's going to look like. Hip-hop is a living, breathing culture. Rocky says they're already getting visitors from around the world in the current exhibit space. Who does hip-hop belong to? It belongs to the people. It is a culture that is started by the community from people that lived in the community, that still live in the community. That's why it's so beautiful because it is an open source culture that anyone can tap into and use it and make something magical out of it. That magic has become a multi-billion dollar business influencing fashion, dance, movies, and art. And it all started in this little corner of New York City. How long did it take for you to realize that you were a founding father of something that had become so much bigger?
1: A very long time. When we started touring is when I started seeing other people using the same theory and having a rapper in the front, and I'm like, I did that, that was me. It turned into big business. Never in my wildest dreams, man. Never in my wildest dreams.
3: That's amazing.
1: Flash is still, he's
0: so humble about it. He still tours, by the way. Does
3: he get any kind of, I mean, uh, I guess it's not like patented or anything. You know what I mean? Like, is there any kind of anything?
0: No. I mean, he gets the 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 joy and pleasure of knowing that he he helped create something uh, that's gone global and really transformed every aspect of our culture. Amazing. That museum, by the way, is going to open next year, uh, of course, in the Boogie Down Bronx. And and they're building a, a tower full of affordable housing apartments, right on top of the the museum itself. They're also expanding and improving the neighboring park as well. So giving back while celebrating the community as well.
3: This has been great. Nice, good. All right, when we come back, Steve Kornacki is here to talk all things Super Bowl from the game to the performances and one woman's heart health message that everyone needs to hear today. The fast action that she says saved her life. We'll be right back. All right, we are in the home stretch until the biggest game of the year, Super Bowl 57. And here to tell us everything we need to know, we have NBC News national political correspondent and our favorite guy in khaki, Steve Kornacki. Steve. Good morning to see you. Good morning. Good morning. It's time now. I feel like we've been talking about it all season. Now we're down to the Super Bowl, obviously. So what can we expect for the big game?
5: Yeah,
8: this time next week, we will know who yes. has won Super Bowl 57. But of course, it is the Eagles. It is the Chiefs. A lot of expectations for this. They're playing the sites, Glendale, Arizona, right outside Phoenix. Third time. this stadium has hosted the game. By the way, they've hosted some classics before. Remember that undefeated Patriots team Uh, lost to the Giants? That happened in this stadium. The Patriots (laughs) team that had the interception in the end zone in the final minute to win in 2015. (laughs) That was here, too. So we've had some classics in this stadium, and this is a game the matchup here, something has got to give, because what you've got with the Chiefs is the most prolific offense, passing offense in the NFL. They throw the ball for 295 yards a game, but what Having the Eagles, is the best oh, defense in the league. They only give up 171 yards. So which one? The Eagles pass defense or the Chiefs pass off? It's ah, something has got to that's give there.
6: Interesting. Okay, so the Eagles and the Chiefs, they've never actually made it to the Super Bowl at the same time before, but besides that, they actually have a lot in common. There's a lot of connections here.
8: Yeah, this is really interesting here, all of the ties between these franchises. You start, Nick Sirianni, the coach of the Eagles, yeah. actually was an assistant with the Chiefs between 2009-2012, not in a glorious era of Chiefs yeah. football, but yeah. in 2012, the Chiefs brought in Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. They've had a ton of success. Where was Andy Reid before that? Oh, The Eagles. Right. Yeah. Coach He coached Donovan McNabb, 99-2012, to oh, 2012, yeah. brought him to a Super Bowl one year. So you've got that connection. You've also got Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, the two quarterbacks, first time in NFL history, both starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl are going to be black. This yeah. is 35 years after Doug Williams, the that's first right. black quarterback mm-hmm. to, win the Super Bowl. Also, this is the youngest combined age of starting oh, quarterbacks. Awesome. 24 for Jalen Hurts, 27 for Patrick Mahomes. They're 51 years old. Mm-hmm. That's only combined. That's only a few years older than Tom Brady, Oh my god! Way, combined. We're used to seeing in these games. And then you've got brother versus brother. Yeah, you got Jason so Kelsey, fun. the center on the Eagles. you got Travis Kelsey, the tight end for the uh, Chiefs. You've got two brothers playing it's against so each fun. other. So
0: many great storylines yes. this year. Yes. Um, let's talk about the halftime Show. Even folks who, you know, may not like football, everyone loves the Super Bowl halftime show.
8: And they got a big name this year for the Super Bowl halftime show. A lot of big names, but Rihanna is going to be the halftime performer for Rih-Rih. this Super Bowl. First time she's done a public performance in five years for this. So a lot of anticipation yeah. there. You've got Chris Stapleton. Jeez who's going to so do the good. National Anthem. You've got Troy Kotzer. He's an Arizona native. Oh, yeah. Remember him from CODA? Yes, he's yes. going to do the American Sign Language oh, that's version of the National Anthem. Then you've got Babyface, oh. who's <laughs> going to do America the Beautiful. Okay. You've got Cheryl Lee Ralph. She's going to do Lift Every Voice and Sing. And uh-huh. then there's going to be – a there's always a flyover at the mm-hmm. Super Bowl yeah. right before the game. This is the 50th anniversary of the Navy having female pilots, so you're going to have a formation oh, wow. flying over the stadium with female pilots pilots to commemorate that so in the fun. pregame so a lot of okay. non-football action here yeah.
0: going back to football for just a moment we you know we always value your insight if you, if you were a betting man which steve is not <laughs> who, who would you bet on chiefs
8: or Eagles? so the eagles are favored by a point and a half in this yeah. game point and a half they have rolled their way there in the playoffs so far and yet I kind of like the Chiefs. What? Heard it okay. here
3: first. All right. Kornacki be- called it. Thank you. Go Chiefs. Go right. right. the game. Yeah,
6: this is, I can't believe it's next weekend. I know. All right, uh, coming up next, one woman's story about the scare that changed her life, what she wants everyone to know about heart health, CPR, and the importance of listening to your body. Then later, from romance to dark comedy and so much more, the best new books to read this month. We'll be right back. All month, we are sharing important stories of heart health. And this morning, we are going to meet a survivor named Brittany Williams. She is sharing her story in the hopes of saving lives.
2: In 2014, I was 24 years old, working in accounting and living a busy, active lifestyle in Florida. That December, on a trip to New York City with my parents, my life changed forever. We were at a busy Midtown Manhattan bar when, without any warning, I went into cardiac arrest. I was unresponsive and didn't have a pulse for nearly two minutes. Two bystanders rushed over and immediately began performing CPR. It was their quick action that saved my life. After waking up from an induced coma two days later, doctors diagnosed me with Long QT syndrome, a disorder that causes fast and chaotic heartbeats. I underwent surgery to get an implantable pacemaker and defibrillator. The experience initially left me in a state of constant fear of future episodes. But I knew deep down that I had gotten a second chance at life and I wasn't going to waste it. So I embraced a new purpose, to educate others on heart health and encourage everyone to learn CPR so that there can be more stories with endings like mine. Oh, that's good. It's great. Brittany yeah.
6: is here with us this morning now along with cardiologist Dr. Stacey Rosen, SVP for Northwell Health's Cats Institute and a volunteer with the American Heart Association. And we should note, uh, Dr. Rosen... Did not treat Brittany, but you are obviously here to talk about heart health and all the importance around it. Um, so, Brittany, let's start with you. You're 24 years old, you're otherwise healthy. So, this did come as a shock, but you actually say the week before you were beginning to notice some random symptoms. Yeah,
2: I had no idea. So, the week leading up to our trip, it was on Wednesday, I was at work, and all of a sudden my left side of my body went numb and tingly. And I kind of sat back and thought, oh, no, this doesn't feel right. This is not what I feel like on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I Googled. What does it mean mm-hmm. when the left side of your body goes numb and tingly? And three things came up: stroke, heart attack, cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. I sat there, kind of took a deep breath. The feeling was getting worse, so I ran to my boss and I said, "Hey, listen, this is what I feel, and I don't feel right." Mm-hmm. And I explained to her what I saw online, and she's like, "Brittany, you're 24 years old. Yeah. You run five miles a day. You eat extremely healthy. That would never happen to you." Mm-hmm. And I trusted her because that makes sense. I didn't know at the at the time, young, 24 years old, mm-hmm. that that would happen to me and. Three days later, I was on the ground in a restaurant in Times Square with no pulse, and two uh-huh. doctors came over, performed CPR for eight minutes, and mm. brought my pulse back. What do you
3: remember about that day that in that restaurant?
2: Yeah, so I don't really remember too much. Like, the day of, we were shopping, we were going to Tiffany's. So did it come and... suddenly?
3: Like, you didn't feel that tingling that you mentioned right before your cardiac
2: arrest? No, it was just a few days prior, and then right mm. when we got to the restaurant, my mom and dad looked over, and they thought I was having a seizure. Oh,
3: my I,
6: gosh. My
2: yeah, eyes rolled to the back happened. of my head, and I just collapsed, and I was unresponsive. Wow. Uh,
6: Dr. Rosen, let's bring you in here because Brittany said she (laughs) felt off. What do you want to tell folks who just think something might not be right?
3: To listen to your body. Uh, Heart disease affects young people, old people. Thin, healthy runners. Mm -hmm. And when you feel something isn't right, act on it. Be your best advocate. Mm -hmm. Call your doctor. Have a clinician whom you trust Mm -hmm. and ignore the people who tell you it's nothing. It's in your head. You know, we learned. Honestly, I was just telling Dylan before the show this morning when Demar Hamlin collapsed, Mm -hmm. like people started to learn the difference between a heart attack and cardiac arrest. Mm -hmm. Right. So cardiac arrest is like electric. Right. It's Mm -hmm. a it's a rhythm issue for you. Are you okay? Like, do you still experience symptoms? I mean, it's no surprise, like you said, you were a little nervous at first. Yeah, mm-hmm. so
2: um, I, ha- I learned that I had to get an a pacemaker defibrillator to prevent episodes from happening in the future. And I was kind of scared because I didn't sure. know what life was going to be like on the other yeah. side of things. And I told myself I wasn't going to feel bad for myself. Instead, I was going to make it my mission to spread that awareness and how mm-hmm. important CPR really is because CPR saved my life. And, yeah. and if everyone learns CPR, mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to be that person to jump into mm-hmm. the action and save the other? person's life. So then everyone's a lifesaver. Exactly. They're all yeah. exactly. you can go through life knowing that. Um, so
6: you were diagnosed with long QT syndrome. Yeah. Is that something that develops over time? Is there a family history of it? I'm, where does that come
3: from? Yeah, it could be either, actually. The heart we always think of as a muscle that pumps, but it's actually got an exquisite electrical mechanism hmm. and that electrical impulse makes the heart pump. Long QT can be something that you're either born with, called congenital or hereditary, mm-hmm. or you can acquire it later in life. Mm-hmm. And it causes an electric disturbance that makes the heart rhythm chaotic, and then the heart can't pump normally. And after a few seconds, you lose consciousness. I think this is an important way to close here, so we have about a minute left. In addition to your doctors, you credit those bystanders mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. saving your life. Tell us about them, and did you stay in
2: contact with them? Oh, yes, and it should, I'm so thankful that I was able to meet the two men that saved my life, because a lot of people don't get that opportunity. Here so were they just at the bar at the time? Yeah, they. Uh, Brandon came after his post-ship at the hospital, and then Nick was there just meeting a friend. Because he's not it, a, he's a, he's not a, he's a, he's a, he's a, they're both ophthalmologists. Yes. i yeah, like thought. what are the odds, like in there at right. the same place at the same time? And wow. they heard our cries for help, and they came over and saved my life. And you still keep in touch with them? I do. So every time my heart anniversary comes around, I thank them. I'm like, how much can I thank you guys? Like, All you right. saved my life. And one of them was actually at my wedding, Aww. and he moved back to Tallahassee, Florida, where I was born and raised and Aww. works at the facility where my dad gets his eyes checked. Oh, what? That's bizarre. Yeah, it's such you a guys small were, like, world. Yeah, so, in a strange way. But it's just like, how much can I thank them? Like they saved yeah. my life and, and I still Anyone so can do this. Mm-hmm. Anyone Anybody. can do this. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't have to be a doctor
6: to be a
3: doctor. Mm Heart.org slash three. Heart.org slash three. That's a quick video. Quick video. Call Mm 911. Push hard and fast. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.
6: Um, And by the way, today's episode of start today on our streaming channel today, all day, it's focused on improving your heart health. You can catch it this morning at 10 a.m. on today.com slash all day or streaming on
3: Peacock. Thank you guys. That was powerful. All right. When we come back, some of the hottest new books, including one perfect for fans of Bridgerton or Emily in Paris. And then later we are in for a morning rush. I mean, there were girls outside. (laughs) They slept outside at midnight to see these guys. Big time. (laughs) Rush is going to drop some major news on us when the third hour of today
2: continues.
6: It's better than curling up with a good book to escape the cold. And this morning, we have some of the season's newest standout
3: reads. All right, so here to help us is author Danielle Prescott. Her critically acclaimed debut memoir, Token Black Girl, came out last fall. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you for coming in this so, morning. Thank
5: you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
3: Absolutely. Okay, so we have some good books t- for us today. Your first pick um, is getting us in the Valentine's Day spirit. It's a Absolutely. little romantic. great yes, vibe. It's called The Davenport. Okay.
5: And it's by Crystal Mark key. Um, and if you are a fan of Bridgerton or Downton Abbey, this is a juicy, gossipy romance. Okay. With love with a side of opulence. Um, it <laughs> is be- The characters in the Davenports are based on a real-life family, the Pattersons, a prominent wealthy black family in okay. Chicago in the early 20th century. They had a carriage business and rose to great heights, and um, the book is all about the kids finding suitable marriage matches. Mm. So it's a love triangle
6: that turns into a love octagon.
3: Got it. Sounds like a series waiting <laughs> yeah. to happen. Yes. Absolutely.
6: <laughs> um, this next one you say is funny, but not quite what you'd expect.
5: Exactly. So this is The Survivalist by Kashana Colley, and she was a writer on Trevor Noah's The Daily Show. So wow. she has serious comedy chops. Okay. But... It is a little bit satirical. Okay. And um she starts off by dedicating the book to anyone who has ever fired her, okay. which I think sets the tone yes, for I... how, like what to expect. Um and it's about a lawyer who gets indoctrinated into the survivalist lifestyle and it leads to an epic corporate meltdown. Okay. Um but at the same time I think it's really about us finding, you know, comfort
3: in the things that we can control in times of uncertainty. Okay. Alright, your next one, um, it follows a woman's life through some of the most iconic moments in pop culture history. This is a new memoir, right? Yes, exactly. So, super fan How Pop Culture Broke My Heart by Jen
5: Suk-Fong Lee. Okay. Um, and she is a Chinese-Canadian first-generation immigrant. So, she grew up talking and thinking about everything from Dead Poet Society to Rihanna, and she relates moments in her life to, like, iconic things that we know from pop culture. Hmm. It's very relatable.
6: Okay. Um, This next one, uh, you say, is a must-read for Black History Month.
5: Yes, this is my Black History Month pick. Trisha Hersey is a founder of the Nat Ministry. She's somewhat of a hero Mm -hmm. of mine. And uh, Rest is Resistance, a manifesto. She does a lot of work um, tying the legacy of slavery and plantations to grind culture and burnout and mm. um, debt and saying that, you know, we have to reclaim our bodies and our time as a way to undo some of these toxic systems. Rest okay. is resistance. Yes. Mm. Okay. All right. And then last but not least. Okay. Last but not least is Weightless by Yvette Dion. She's a media veteran known as Free Black Girl okay. on Twitter. and um as you can see, the deck is, Making Space for My Resilient Body and Soul. She was diagnosed with heart failure at age 29, but a lot of her health problems were masked because so many doctors just kept telling her she needed to lose weight. True story? That was her problem. Yeah, this is a memoir. Wow. True story. Okay. Yeah, you can't really walk away from this book without feeling inspired. Mm-hmm. Mm.
6: And let's talk about you for a second here. Sure. Um, you know, Token Black Girl, it's out there. It, it talks about you growing up in a predominantly white uh, society. What have you learned about yourself since Mm. the book has come out, since you put that out there? Well, what's really been nice is that
5: so many people have been able to connect to it, even if they didn't grow up the same way I did. It's really comforting to be able to put my story out there and have people be like, oh, I didn't know that I had maybe the same issues as you. I didn't know that I had the same insecurity. So I think it's really
3: important that we share our stories, put it yeah. out in the world. Danielle, sure. thank you so much. Thank you. It's yeah. reading to do. We always say this when we get all these books. I always books. try to like take one. though. Then- if you want to see these books, just head to today.com slash books.
6: All right. Coming up next, guys, big time rushes. happening here live in studio. They have a big announcement. We'll get to that when we come right back. <laughs>
0: Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our
2: time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan.
0: Bend
1: for your king. Never.
0: Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under
1: 13.
3: Y'all already, They're already bopping. All right. The fans have been waiting all morning for this. They rushed the <laughs> plaza to get a glimpse of Big Time Rush. And we have the guys in studio with us. I need you guys to realize there were girls outside at midnight waiting for just to see you guys. Big Time Rush <laughs> burst into the scene in 2009 with their Nickelodeon show. And more than a decade later, they're still out selling shows, selling out shows. Look at this. All across North America.
6: How lucky are we? We've got Kendall Schmidt, Logan Henderson, James Maslow, and Carlos Pena Vega all here with us this morning. I get out of my car this morning, and it was like, oh, Oh, wrong person when she came out of
3: the car.
8: (laughs) I would have cheered for you. (laughs)
6: Thank you very much. Um, All right, you guys have this big announcement. Tell the world. Here we go.
4: Well? Well, we had so much fun touring this last summer. We truly can't get enough of our fans. We decided... We're going on tour again. This we're time. doing it again. Yay! Going on That's tour. On tour. All the girls outside. Yeah! Exactly. Thank you for waiting, by the way. I love that. that. Awesome. I love
3: that. So, what's the vibe that they can expect from the show? How would you describe your your sound, your vision? What do we? What can we expect?
4: Well, last tour we, you know, we had some new songs and we put those in there, but we wanted to play all the hits for mm-hmm. everybody. Sure. I think we're going to try to switch it up and do something completely different we got a lot of new music Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah last summer was a test right yeah the fact that we sold out was amazing yeah now we got to raise the bar so bigger and better this year so if you came last year expect it to be louder Mm -hmm. brighter more fun we got to get ready oh yeah
6: (laughs) i love it how would you say touring now is different from when you guys first started out
4: well, you know we're, <laughs> we're a little, a little bit older, a little bit older, yeah. a little older a little more responsible, healthier. It's IV drips and massage guns, and uh, you know a in lot of and as the Show sure. is over. We yeah. were, never knew yeah. what a bedtime was before.
6: That's so fun. The tour kicks off
4: in June. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna be so much fun live. We cannot wait to Can't see you guys. Wait, guys so coming out. Pre-sale tomorrow, I and love then love tickets it. go on sale Friday. So. Also, okay. to say happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday, Wichita!
6: birthday! Everybody's birthday. It's Everyone's birthday. And we'll be right back. Woo-hoo.
8: The City Music Series on Today is proudly presented
4: to you by City.
3: In honor of our series, Discover Black Heritage, we ask you to share stories of local heroes making a difference in your community. And this month, we're going to spotlight some of them. So first up, we have Stephanie Moore (laughs) from Illinois. Hey, Stephanie. I know. Congratulations (laughs) to you, Stephanie. So Stephanie is an occupational therapist on a mission to end caregiver burnout. Mm -hmm. She founded the nonprofit called Care for the Caring Incorporated after witnessing the toll caregiving took on her own family. Yeah, it's so important. Today, Stephanie's organization
6: provide services like therapy sessions, spa days, flower deliveries to hard-working caregivers
3: in her Chicago community. Congratulations to you, Stephanie. Keep up the good work. And next up, we have Shamika Renee. She is from Maryland. Yay, she is a first-person historical performer that uses period costumes and makeup to transform herself into black female pioneers like Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks, and Ida B. Wells. She
6: shares her transformations on social media, and in a one-woman show she wrote called...
3: Stories, Living History, which she performs in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing your stories with us, and we look forward to sharing so much more. We got a lot of them, so we'll share a lot of them throughout the next month. That's so great. All right, tomorrow on the third hour, Nick Jonas is here. He's going to join us live. And coming up on Hoda and Jenna, Oscar winner Reese Witherspoon. Great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good day today. Bye-bye.